Hey everybody, we're so excited because this holiday season we're going to be raising money for The Last Prisoner Project. Last Prisoner Project is a nonprofit dedicated to criminal justice reform and helping those who have been unjustly incarcerated for cannabis related offenses, which we hate. Boo! Yeah, and truly any amount helps from a dollar to more. <laughs> Head to our Instagram profile, Stoner Chicks Podcast, and find the link in our bio to this fundraiser. We'd really appreciate your help getting some people out of jail. Here, here. Hey, and by showing your generosity, you are standing up for justice, compassion, and fairness in the cannabis community. No one should be in jail for the holidays because of cannabis-related offenses. Stoner Chicks Podcast. Go to the link in our bio. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I am Stephanie Thompson. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Phoebe Richards. And we're so happy to be here with you today. It is a beautiful day in summer. I don't know how it is in California, Kayla, but up here it's gorgeous. What's it like down there? It's been heaven. And thank God, because it was cloudy the whole month of June, which I found out that June gloom is a thing people talk about here a lot, but it was cloudy all winter. So anyway, it's so good right now. It's just slowly climbing hotter. It's going to get really fucking hot, but it's kind of hovering between 80 and 90 every day right now. That's not too bad. That That's hot. Lovely. That sounds hot to me. I'm about to go to Montana. Yay. Oh, yeehaw. Your annual mm -hmm. Montana f festivities. Yes, exactly. Where I smoke a lot of weed into in an inner tube. <laughs> nice, nice. That sounds like heaven. Okay, so guys, I found a new stoner, or I found out sort of about a new stoner chick. Ooh, <laughs> great. In terms of like celebrity stoner chick radar, which is Anna Kendrick, because wow, yes. she had Hot Ones episode that I watched while I was eating dinner tonight with Jeff. For those of you who haven't seen Hot Ones, which I, I feel like I think most people watch it, but I have no idea. But it's the YouTube channel where celebrities eat hot wings. They get progressively hotter as they go. And there's a man interviewing them. So while they're eating very spicy things. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's getting hotter and hotter. And then she says that I think Justin Timberlake told her it's like being high. And she was like, I can see how that is. But at one point in the episode, she makes reference to weed twice. So first, she talks about how he asked her the question that in multiple movies, she has to hit a bong. And in both cases, she had them retake the scene so that she could get it just right. Because the first take doing the fake bong. She didn't feel like she really did it justice, so she asked to redo it. Oh, cool. One of them was Mike and Dave need wedding dates. I don't oh, yes. know. Yes, I watched that on a plane once. I haven't seen so that. So maybe, maybe we'll have to watch Anna Kendrick hit a bong sometime for Stoner Movie Book Club. But then later in the episode, she like really starts to feel stoned and talks about 
how she, I guess, used to smoke weed all the time. That's what it sounds like to me. So here's a clip dropping us in. I took a break from smoking weed for like a good couple years because it was starting to just make me paranoid. And now that it's like legal and regulated, I've been dipping my toe back in, but there's still that like kind of paranoia that it's going to tip the other direction. Um, But obviously I did not know that this was available to me. I don't care for the pain, (laughs) but this is fun. The physiological effects of result. Yeah. Yeah, this feels like similar to like getting high with my roommate when I was like, 20 and like walking to Ralph's and having like stoner obstacles. Yeah, like an innocent giggly high. Uh-huh. This is great. <laughs> That's oh adorable. Oh my god. That was so relatable. <laughs> you know yeah. what a stoner obstacle for me is? What? Is it when I'm walking down the street and I walk past a bus stop and the bus thinks I'm I'm at the bus stop for them and the bus stops for me and I have to do this like communication with the bus driver like I'm just walking I just happen to be next to the bus stop (laughs) and they're like waiting for me to get on the bus I'm like no just keep going yeah (laughs) and then it's an awkward sort of thing and I I want a collection of times that happens to Stephanie like that'd be my favorite little video compilation (laughs) (laughs) oh poor stoner stephanie new hot Mm -hmm. sketch idea new hot sketch idea also just want to say real quick if you're interested in hearing more of us head on over to patreon.com slash stoner chicks and for as little as three dollars a month you can get bonus content at higher levels you can get so much more patreon.com slash stoner chicks and now Now that we're in the middle of summer, it's beautiful weather, things are heating up, (laughs) we're ready to continue on with our summer series, Stoner Movie Book Club. Stoner Movie Book Club Summer Series. Yeah, that's right. Here we are. It's movie number three. How are we all doing on the summer series journey? So far, so good. I've rated these movies really high so far. Okay. Yeah, I'm having fun. I'm having a blast checking out all of these old stoner movies written by men. Yes. And this one is the 2001 written by a man movie, (laughs) How High. And mm -hmm, it stars Method Man and Red Man. It was directed by Jesse Dillon and written by Dustin Lee Abraham. And as I said, it came out in 2001. Let's see if I can do a quick summary. Silas Jamal. Wow. That's good. And I need money and ivory. And let's see. You guys aren't helping me by just throwing a million names at me. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, so as I said, yes, starring Redman and Method Man, Method Man plays Silas, who has a best friend named Ivory who dies. Now, after Ivory dies, Silas decides to put some of his ashes in the weed plants that he's growing, and the weed plants grow, and then when he smokes them, Ivory shows up, who's really smart, and the ghost of Ivory helps Silas and his new friend Jamal get into Harvard. So then they get into... Can I correct you? I don't think Ivory is... He just has... He has communication. He's dead. So he's with all 
dead people ever so he can ask Albert Einstein. Wait, what? No, but he was really smart. Oh, Ivory was really smart? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but not yeah. when he was alive. Wasn't he portrayed yeah. as really dumb while he was alive? No, he was like, get your shit together. Like, go to take this test. Yeah, I thought he just knew the answers and was telling them the answers. I thought it was because he could talk to dead people. Wait, what? I didn't get that element at all. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we are already having some hot, controversial takes. (laughs) Well, either way, he, the ghost is able, Ivory the ghost is able to help, (laughs) is able to help them get into Harvard. So then these two best friends get into Harvard. They sort of create a weird frat of misfit guys. And, I mean, honestly, just sort of havoc ensues in all forms while they're attending Harvard. That's really kind of the plot. Yeah. Did you already talk (laughs) about how Method Man and Red Man were a rap duo and members of Wu-Tang Clan? Yes, Method Man was Wu-Tang Clan. Was Red Man? Yeah, he was like, he's considered the 11th member of Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, okay. But he was not an early member. It was kind of like a collab that then just, they just kind of welcomed him in. Yeah. And and they're definitely not super young when they make this movie. They're a little bit older, I think. But certainly neither none of us here are, nor there. And certainly none of us are rap aficionados right now. No. But so should we get into for, sort of first over for overall impressions? I had never seen this movie. Either. I had also I like, never I seen this movie. Either. None okay, of us. Yeah. So this was a first for first all viewing. of us. Yes. I so I told Grace this briefly. My impression was I watched the first 20 minutes and then had to pause it. And I was having a great time. I was really excited to be watching a stoner comedy where there was a bunch, there was like a lot of weed smoking. And I really liked how the two lead characters became friends, which was one of them doesn't have weed, and then they smoke weed together. I really liked that. That was so my I was like, scene. yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite like stoner meet cute, that at least in a movie that we've watched. And so I was like stoked about it. And then I watched the rest of the movie and there was some parts that were a little harder to digest than others. And I'm excited to talk about it. That was my take. <laughs> yeah, it certainly follows what we've been experiencing so far with Stoner Movie Book Club, which is that movies in the late 90s or I guess early 2000s and before are just rife with Jokes about women, jokes about gay people, a lot of racial jokes, all kinds of stuff that would not fly in a comedy now. Yeah. So we knew that going in, and this movie was really heavy-handed with all of that. Yes. It harkened back, it gave me very much kind of like, but it was about the same time this other movie came out, like American Pie vibes. Like, Mm -hmm. it had that kind of comedy vibe to it, which I didn't really vibe with American Pie when it came out, and I still don't. And so I got to be honest, this movie did not vibe with me very well. And I have thoughts. Yes. Okay. I'm excited to hear your thoughts. So I had had, I came into this having heard Phoebe kind of say that she had liked the beginning and then a lot offended her. I had gotten from Steph because Jeff accidentally (laughs) said to me after we had had the conversation at the burlesque show about whether you liked it or not. And they had been like, close your eyes. And then Steph showed him one through five, how much she liked it. And it was supposed to be a secret. But earlier today, Jeff was like, Steph really didn't like that movie. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I knew that Steph hated it. (laughs) And then 
so that's how I was going into it. And guys, I got to say, like, I know that there was particularly for me a couple of like very problematic things. And overall, I do agree, like women are not necessarily like are mostly objects in this movie. However, like overall, I had a great time watching this movie. Me too. I thought it was really funny. And they're like their stellar performances. <laughs> and Stephanie I'm, is horrified. But no, I'm with you. There I'm was, like pretty enthusiastic about the movie overall. I had some big lows, but I'm with you. I thought it was very funny. It starts off with a it started off with a huge laugh for me. The Tracy Morgan commercial on the TV. Oh my god! For yes. pork chops, a chunky, a product uh-huh. called pork chops, a chunky in a can. <laughs> yep. And then they also just inserted Tracy Morgan into Field of Dreams. <laughs> yes, that those were the best. That made you me guys laugh are so mentioning hard. the best moments of this movie, which mm-hmm. were maybe three things. My, oh, my, okay. No, here's we're my gonna thing. get into it. We're getting into it, and <laughs> my thing with this movie is that it could have been good. My problem with it is why it angered me so mad. Why it got me so mad? <laughs> why <it> angered <laughs> me so, so mad? Why angered me so mad? Steffi, Steffi, Angie. <laughs> it's because I saw the potential of where this movie could go, or if it followed this direction and like just stayed with that, it would been great. But no, it had to add. The, the the rowing race. It had to add the truth serum. It had to add the thing, the invention, and the this, and the that, and the this. And if they just stuck to maybe one or two of those things and really developed them more, it would have been great. And also, my one of my biggest problems with this movie is Silas and Jamal were absolutely terrible to their dorm mates. There was nothing <laughs> <laughs> likable. <laughs> <laughs> about like what they did for those guys. Oh my God. <laughs> See, I saw that as partially the guys they were befriending and turning into stoners basically just couldn't hold their weed. I feel like they were there <laughs> to hold a contrast between Method Man and Red Man just being very functional, for the most part, stoners. And then these these new guys they meet at Harvard try smoking and they all go psycho. <laughs> they can't handle it. They're yeah. hallucinating. Oh, I just but sorry. Well, I'm sorry. But the idea of bringing a guy named Jeffrey to a graveyard just to watch you <laughs> dig up a grave. There's, yeah, you're right, Stephanie. There's a lot of weird shit. They, and that's it. another thing is they were they dug up Thomas Jefferson. No, <laughs> no, was it Not James Thomas Madison? Jeff- ben Franklin. Yeah. No, it was Ben. No, Franklin. it wasn't. I no. just called him Ben Franklin. No, and it wasn't Ben Franklin. <laughs> wasn't it? Was Thomas Jefferson or something? No, it wasn't. We have to pause. We have we stop. Pause. Yeah, Time out. Google who do no, they dig up and how high? <laughs> Siri, where they dug up a famous person. Yes, it was a famous person. It was not Thomas Jefferson. It was Tom John, John Quincy Adams. John Quincy Adams. <laughs> okay. Me. That was a plot line that they literally only followed for about four and a half minutes and then it was just dropped. They tried smoking him, but it didn't work like it did with his buddy. So it just was like, we forgot about it. And yeah, I was sad that they didn't wrap up the rowing thread. But here's my argument is like, it's a stoner comedy, so it's kind of like a little bit of this, a little bit of yeah, that. Like it's wacky. It was wackadoodle. I didn't really care that none of it wrapped up completely because it was kind of just like to me. It felt like really extensive world building 
without needing so much of a commitment to yeah. any of I mean, it. they arrive at Harvard, like, hotboxing a car and crashing into the Welcome to Harvard <laughs> sign. It's totally ridiculous. It's wackadoo. And I hear what you're saying, Steph, about, like, that American Pie-style comedy. Though It's such a, like, a good example of what comedies that were being made in this time were like. But I kind of do resonate with just, like, wacky, silly, stupid. And this movie was all those things. It wasn't because the wacky and silly was mean spirited. And I guess that's where I didn't like it because the pigeons exploded. Okay, I was going to say the two scenes that I was really the most bothered by, in fact, and they weren't that they offended me on a topic thing. But yes, there's a scene where a bunch of pigeons explode. And for some reason, they're just like a clear goo when they <laughs> And I was just like, why is this happening right now? Why am I watching gooey pigeons explode? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I can't. The pigeons really disturbed me. It would disturb me if actual pigeons were harmed in the making. But do you think what? they were? I no, said, horse. No, no, no. I said I that's the only re- way it would offend me is if they it just actually made me hurt feel pigeons. a little nauseous. I just didn't like yeah. it. And it was gross. It was also gross. the projectile vomiting scene, which I did not Ooh. get, and it just wouldn't end. And again, I was like, oh wow, this really got gross. I do hate vomiting scenes. I usually have to fast forward. Yeah, but I do think that Method Man in a nun outfit is maybe my new kink. Yeah, I thought right? that was a hilarious costume. I mean, I've always had the hots for Method Man. I think he's hot. But like, why don't we see more people at Halloween parties Yeah, be a nun, Method Man as a nun in How High? <laughs> well, that yes. was another thing that bothered me about the plot line is Silas was actually smart enough to get into Harvard without cheating on the weed and doing all of that stuff. And then even when he got into Harvard doing that, he was smart enough to not have to spend like smoke the weed and do all that stuff. So it would have been for me, I guess more, what do you call it? Like a inspiring. Well, yeah. If it turned out that like <laughs> they didn't need arc? his, yeah, they didn't need his friend. Yeah. This dead friend's weed to like actually succeed kind of thing. Yeah. But maybe that's too cheesy. No, I agree. I think we have a lot more to say and we're about to. When we get back from our smoke break, so get high, smoke some ashes. No, don't. <laughs> we can cut that. Yeah. Just say, get high, see you after our smoke break. Bye. you guys we're excited to announce new merch go to stonerchickspodcast.com and check out the merch tab to see all of these new hats and mugs that we've got the mugs say smoke your weed on one side and have a nice little leaf design and they say stoner chicks podcast on the other and there's beanies that say syw you know we know smoke your weed check it out there's all different colors it's gonna be a great time we just wanted to get cozy with you some of them have pom-poms they're gonna be really cozy very fashionable stonerchickspodcast.com merch welcome back from your smoke break cuties (laughs) that's right i'm just having a general term of endearment toward you i love all of you We're talking about how high for our 
Donor Movie Book Club Summer Session series. And, you know, we have a lot of different opinions here. One thing I think we can agree upon is this movie deals with race a lot. Obviously, we are four white women Mm -hmm. um, talking about this movie. It's one of the classic stoner movies. I'm so excited to have seen it. One thing I do know is that one part that especially troubled me was the depiction of the Asian roommate of theirs, Mm -hmm. which was extremely racist pretty much throughout. I mean, I still like had a lot of love for the character and also it was pretty racist and that was tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had that same thought I had when we watched that sitcom. What's the name of the sitcom? Disjointed. When we watched Disjointed and there was so much race commentary that I was like, I hope a person of color wrote this. I'm just going to double check. (laughs) And it was a white guy. And this happened with this movie. I looked up who wrote it and it's an American guy, Jewish guy from Las Vegas who, when I actually read his Wikipedia, the only other thing he's really, this is very random, the only other thing he's really done is he was a producer on CSI. Hmm. (laughs) That's his only other big credit. But Method Man and Red Man specifically asked him to write this movie. So I think they came up with the concept, as I understand, Mm -hmm. and for some reason they wanted this guy to write it. And they had only, he had only really ever written one other thing. And I forget what that was. Yeah. But it wasn't something that had been produced. It was just a script he wrote that they saw. Yeah. I wonder how much, after having watched the movie, it it kind of seems, it felt collaborative to me. Like a lot of that felt improvised. I don't know about you you guys, but. There's a scene in the car, two people are driving and it's very improvised. You can tell. Like the one of Mm -hmm. the actors mispronounced something. And they're like, oh, is that how you say it? And they're like, yeah, that's how I say it. And they keep, they kind of riff off each other for a little bit. Yeah. So the sequel was made, actually went into pre-production without Method Man or Red Man, even though they were doing it. And they had, (gasps) in fact, started somewhat like working on an idea for a sequel and then found out that the studio had was going ahead with How High what 2, and it's just two different actors, younger people. And Redman's, who I've seen talk about it more, and I mean, he definitely now comes from a place of, like, whatever, no hard feelings, especially on the guys that they cast and kind of water under the bridge. But it definitely seems sketch, and, like, especially considering, yeah, it seems like the original idea was kind of theirs. And then it sort of got, like, they tried to turn it into a franchise and cut them out. But the second one did not do well, so there has not been any more. Did you see that Danny DeVito is a producer on the first one? Yeah, Danny DeVito is a producer. I wonder if he was a producer on the second one and this is all Danny DeVito's fault. Oh, shit. I'm going to look up, is Danny DeVito a producer on Too High? On Too High? That's the sequel. Oh. Yeah, because they're too high. So I do think, like... Coming from my perspective, I think there's a lot of excellent slams on white people throughout. Agreed. Um, So many of the characters, like played by Fred Willard and others, are just like all out parodies of like shitty white people Mm -hmm. coming and like sort of how they're coming from well meaning intentions and kind of those sort of dynamics, which is again always important for us to reflect on too as white people talking about a movie starring and featuring so many incredible Black performers. Essence Atkins played the vice president's 
daughter. But I know that there's another character that was in Saved by the Bell, the one who discovered the Ben Franklin bong, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. She's the, like, archaeologist or, like, the... What's yeah. that actress's yes, that's name? That's Lark Voorhees, and she plays Lisa on Saved by the Bell. Yes. Wait, so then she's not the stepdaughter? No. No, the daughter of the vice president is Essence Atkins, Jamie. I just think I don't remember who the different care. I don't remember the character that Grace is talking about. The one that's with Redman and is like, daddy, like, come meet my daddy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember her now. She plays a sister on Smart Guy, which is one of my favorite. Okay, but sorry, back to who you love. Sorry, in that moment, I could only remember one female character in the entire movie. But now I do remember who you're talking about. So a lot of people smoke weed in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think of all of the movies we've maybe ever watched, there's the most weed smoking in this movie. For sure. Yeah, and the most weed talking about weed so far, for sure. Yes, it's so central to the plot and not only in a drug dealer way, which is kind of cool, but also women smoke weed in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yes. Yep. First one that has uh, two women actively smoke weed on screen in this movie and that is the first time in our summer series that's happened it's exciting it's two i didn't keep a count i was wondering if there are more technically an entire party of women smoke weed at the end but yes. not intentionally so i don't think that counts well lisa from saved by the bell smokes weed on the bed yeah in like yes. a long scene and then I don't remember for sure who the other female is. I think it's just a female that's like at a party with them. Okay. And then there's a third time where I was waiting. and It was actually before anyone, any female had smoked weed in it, where there's a gal like riding on one of their backs and, and he is smoking weed and it almost seems like he's been sharing it with her, but they don't actually show it. And I remember that's when I was like, there better be females that smoke weed in this movie. And then there was two. Mm-hmm. I like that you're calling women females. females. <laughs> I know. Phoebe has always done that. <laughs> Speaking of females, this movie definitely doesn't pass the Bechdel test. No. But there are a lot of women. None of these are going to. I don't think that in most cases in the film, it was necessarily like mean-spirited. Obviously, there's a lot of like sexist stereotypes, but pretty much everyone in this movie is a stereotype in some way. It's just kind of that sort of all-out comedy thing where everyone is just super heightened. But yeah, I think weed is generally portrayed pretty positively. Well, except for their their roommates that smoke weed and like go insane and get sick. <laughs> All of that, I was like, this isn't portraying weed very well. It's kind of saying that white guys can't hold their weed, <laughs> I think. But I... Which is I, kind of a funny slam to pile on top of everything else that comes up with race in the movie. I don't know. Sure. I really thought, speaking of which, one of my favorite characters, incidentally... But like comedically was the the bike cop, the like bike security. Oh, I forgot about him. Yes. Who they steal his bones. (laughs) His meltdown is so funny when he's watching his bike get destroyed. But Mm -hmm. anyway, and then when he's like, I'm carrying a baby. (laughs) (laughs) When he's trying to sneak the weed out. 
Sorry, I feel like I'm talking a lot. Go. No, I agree. It's a movie that had me laughing a lot. And then, I mean, there was parts that didn't have me laughing, like when they film all the women having sex and then suddenly all the men are selling the sex tapes. But then that plot luckily gets dropped right away. Wait, when did that happen? You don't yeah. remember that part? They hook up with the virgins and then they're like selling like girls gone bad tapes. But then those girls are really into it the rest yes. of the movies. And there's so they're, there's nothing that directly says that they weren't 100% on board with that. Well, weren't they filmed without their consent in the first place, though? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's yeah. too bad. That's a shame. Yeah, it really glosses over that. And look at Stephanie. Okay, I think probably Stephanie's we, face. we <laughs> need to get to we rating. It. We need to get to rating this so we can get on to our second segment. Oh, geez. Sorry, everybody. Okay. I know, Steph, it wasn't perfect, but my bong rating is going to be a four. Wow. I love that. Mine is a 3.5. Mine is a 3.5 as well. I'm going to tank this rating right now. <laughs> Do Go it. Go for it. Go this for it. movie had so many, like I said, if it just took one or two of the things and focused on that or split the movie up and made it into little sketches and developed those sketches a little bit better. And also, I don't like that type of humor. That humor is not for me. The projectile vomiting, the exploding (laughs) pigeons, that stuff is not (laughs) my type of humor. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely hated this movie. (laughs) The only thing that I'm going to give it a thumbs up for is I love, love, love all the weed smoking and especially... The uh, I think the women that smoke weed in this movie treat it really casually and it doesn't like make them go crazy or anything like that. And so I like that aspect of it. So it's getting a 1.5. All right. Nice. There you have it. (laughs) My rating comes as as all of ours do comes from a conglomerate of factors where I think all of us have taken into account that there is a lot of flaws with this film. but. That's the movie How's High. And nope. just as <laughs> How High. How's the highest? <laughs> and so next, as a B segment, I want to bring to you a couple of dares or questions or challenges based on what we saw in this film. <laughs> Stephanie, you're dared to blow up a pigeon. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would never. I I would never. So this first question is for all of you. Oh, If you had to pick one person's ashes to smoke, to consult with and show up and be a ghost and hang out and help you with stuff, whose would it be and why? Out of the three of us or anybody? No, not out of the three of us. We're alive. I'm alive. I know you're alive, but if, like, I thought in the, like, set of the movie, it's your friend that dies that you smoke or whatever. (laughs) No, that's a weird question. Does this person, what if this person doesn't smoke weed? I don't know. I get, well, interesting. I don't think that, I don't think that makes a difference. I can't think of any weed smokers that are dead that I would, that I, you know, are coming Oh, I just thought it was any person. I'm going to go with Pocahontas. (laughs) What? <laughs> yeah. Because okay. then they, I just get to hang out and talk to this person and find out. She wouldn't be able to give you any advice about your life in the modern day. <laughs> okay, that's true. 
I forgot about that element. I thought it would. So I was just thinking of someone that I'd just be most curious to like really sit down and learn about. But we probably have trouble even communicating. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you choose to help you get some sort of accreditation from some sort of like institution like Harvard or? Oh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is my answer. I would bring her back, get her baked. Hopefully, since she's a spirit, she'll be fine. With her they, first time smoking weed with me, I'm, they, I assume. They have to be dead now, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or you have to kill them. I'm not going <laughs> to kill anybody. Oh, I'll do it with Alex Trebek. Oh, cute. Nice. I think I would do it with Gilda Radner and like smoke pot with her and then be like, what's the secret to sketch comedy? Help That's me. Such a good one, Grace. I would do the. Lucy Australopithecus, one of the first humans ever to exist. (laughs) How would they help you, though? That's awesome. Not about help. It's about... (laughs) (laughs) I just want to know. But that's where I was going with Pocahontas. If you really think of it, it would just you would it would be like, wow, this high. Look, it looks like I'm naked when I take my straps off. Yeah, (laughs) it's happening. But you don't see my tits. Don't worry. Okay, the last thing I want to ask for you is at one point in it, Method Man says, answers that what he smells like is a perfume called Cannabi for men. If someone asked what smelled weird and it was you and it was weed, what perfume name would you say? Loud. Mm. Oh, I would just say it was my pussy. Kayla, you said loud. <laughs> loud by Estée Lauder. Nice. Nice. If someone, I would say I smell like, hmm. For me, I think I'd say Turpen by Cannabis. Ooh, mm. that's good. I'd say something like, <laughs> oh, that's a huckle blucks. Huckleblux. Huckleblux it is. I I just roll up a couple leaves of Huckleblux and I smoke that and I feel real nice. And all we really want you to do, listeners, is roll up a couple leaves of Huckleblux and feel safe and nice. Stephanie, why don't you tell them where they can find us? Well, listeners, let me tell you, if you come on down to stonerchickspodcast.com, you can find a lot of links there. But if you don't want (laughs) to take your time doing that, you can go straight to Instagram and find us at Stoner Chicks Podcast. You can find us at Broccoli Bad, Broccoli Bronze <laughs> <laughs> on Tiki Talk. And we might be visiting the thread soon. You don't know. You don't know. We might be there. We <laughs> check us out. But yeah, you could always email me your high thoughts at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Rate us and leave us a review if you love us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you want to send us physical mail, send it to P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. Well, anyway, that's how you can contact us. We love you so much. Check us out on Patreon if you want to get some extra squirts and perks. Mm -hmm. Hey, Grace, what do stoner chicks always say? Blaze 2, get at me in the morning. That's right, everybody. I say it every morning. Smoke your weed. Bye-bye.